Warm intros run the world. It's how humans translate trust with each other. If you want to break into a network, get someone from that network to vouch for you, and getting in is much easier. With that said, I don't know how this has happened, but in 2023, getting a warm intro has never been harder. There are thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people aiming to get into very exclusive networks, and the warm intro model isn't effective anymore. There's too much noise for the signal. So if you are a professional, if you're someone that wants to expand your network, what is someone to do? Well, you could spend your time cold emailing, sending LinkedIn emails, and hoping one of 100 people replies to get you a coffee meeting that leads nowhere, or you could do something different. And today's episode is sponsored by SeedScout, which allows you to do something different. SeedScout is a platform that allows you to request introductions to other people on the network with a click of a button. No more sending long emails, no more sending, doing all this research, right? It's simple. You send an intro request. If they want to meet you, they accept, and you're instantly introduced. SeedScout is an alternative way to expand your network that gives someone more context than a cold email, but it's faster to achieve than that warm introduction. So if you are a sick of spending hours, days, weeks, months, even years trying to break into new networks and you just want to try something new, I would check out seedscout.com, S-E-E-D, scout.com. Let's get into today's episode and thanks for listening. What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kund, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. I'm very excited to be talking to you, Maren Smiljanich, who's a co-founder of OmniSearch. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Uh, hi, Matt. Yeah, it's really great to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah, excited to have you on. Super random. You know, we, we randomly went to a conference like two years ago where we were at like a dinner together. And now here we are doing the podcast, which is uh, which is great. Um, so, so I think for my for my first question, everyone's curious, you know, you're on the pod. What is OmniSearch? What are you working on? And, and yeah, what's OmniSearch? Right. So basically what we're building is, you know, we, we like to say in lofty terms, the search for everything. Now, what that actually means is that OmniSearch is basically a search solution that can find information inside any type of content just as easily as you would do text searches. So like whether you're talking about audios, videos, docs, images, presentations, plain text, whatever it is, OmniSearch can index and search it completely out of the box. So imagine that you, um, like, you might be a user of, you know, Coursera or MIT OpenCourseWare or something like this. So imagine if, you know, instead of just having to search the, you know, the, the plain text uh, metadata of the lessons, that you could just type in, you know, a topic that you were interested in or a term or a keyword or anything and jump straight to um, navigate straight to the point where it's actually explained in a video. 
Um, like whether it appears in the audio parts of the video, whether, whether it appears on the slides, you know, many such things are just completely supported out of the box from by OmniSearch. And so th this is kind of in, in contrast to, you know, a lot of the players in the search space. So we're, we're focused on the B2B space, mostly just working for companies. Um, and there you're not talking about Google and, you know, such players in the B2C space. You're mostly talking about Elastic, Algolia, and a couple of other players. And so we, we kind of like to think that we take this to a fundamentally different generation of, you know, technology. So can you kind of walk me through this specific UX here? If someone was to come across OmniSearch um, mm -hmm. through a company or just on their own, kind of what, what would they experience? What are the different things they can do? And just like walk us through, like visualize for us, like what, what has someone would leveraged or use the product? Right. So what, what, what you'll often have is just, you know, people using our API. So in the use cases that I outlined, what you would basically have is people using OmniSearch to, you know, build search experiences within their apps, within their sites, within their applications. So that's like one fundamental use case. And here we have, you know, customers in the online education space and the media space. Uh, we have many, you know, prospects now in e-commerce even. And so basically what they'll do is just, you know, sign up for the API, get a, you know, get the documentation and they can start rolling. Like we, we can help them. We have Slack channels with our biggest customers. And so we're always there to help. We support with the integration in whatever way they need. And uh, that, that's basically, you know, the, the gist of the gist of the use cases. You can basically, you have a extremely flexible API that you can use for all of your search needs, like whether they're internal, whether they're for your own end users, whatever it is, you can always use OmniSearch for it. So I always like to ask, you know, there's a million things you could work on in 2023, lots of problems out there. You decided to pick this one, you decided to work on OmniSearch. So why, why this? And just, you know, really the question is what's the origin of the story here and why did you get started with this company? Right. So like th there's always, there, there's always like, I think two parts of the origin story. One is, you know, the, the cool little spark that lit it. And then the other is like the broader, the broader industry-wide context that you that you have going into this. So I think that you know, for me, I used to to work for Amazon. I was there for about three years, and so um, I was on the AWS team and the Alexa team. Not that it matters too much for the story, but just trying to illustrate that I was on fairly technically complex teams. And so what you'll often have there is you need access to a lot of you know. Um, information that's very specific and a lot of this was actually contained in video lectures training materials and so forth video lectures in particular you had an internal system that this was hosted on and so the problem was that that now you had these like tons and tons of hour-long videos that were very densely packed with technical terminology and jargon and you couldn't really find the answer to the questions you were looking for like you can find a specific video or a specific, you know, um, description or something, but there was no way to go inside it, fetch the the little piece of information you were interested in, and then go on your way. So this was super unproductive and wasteful. And this is basically what sort of catalyzed the the OmniSearch idea. Um, I think like a little bit going deeper into into the industry parts. I think that what you what you often see, what you really mostly see in search is that this is a fairly legacy technology. Like you still use the same infrastructure, the same algorithms, basically the same everything as you did in the 90s, de facto. 
And the thing is that in the past couple of years, it's, and the, the main characteristic of this is that it's all text-based predominantly. And what has happened in the past couple of years is that you, fi you finally have, through the new advances in deep learning, you finally have good ways, you know, productive and um, I would say efficient ways of extracting and searching information um, from the other types of content, like whether you're talking audios or videos or images. And so with this, you know, you can index, so to speak, the rest of the iceberg and just make that accessible, make that knowledge accessible to users at their fingertips. And as you're working on this, like on, a, on an average day, like what are you focusing on these days? Obviously this changes probably daily or weekly, but if you can outline your your day to day and what an average day looks like for you, that would be awesome. Of course. So like I, I'm the CEO, which means that, you know, basically the, the business side of, of the of the story is on my plate, even though I'm, you know, a, an engineer by trade and spend most of my career in, in engineering roles. Um, but basically now it's, it's, I would say, a combination of me, um, you know, uh, making sure that every, everyone on the team has what has all the resources that they need, hiring, um, you know, setting the roadmap with the engineering team, uh, under, uh, like, I would say overseeing completely the, the marketing parts and the sales parts, at least the top of the funnel of the sales, and then also fundraising. So I would say it's it's a very widely wide wide ranging um, scope of activities. So n n neither like none of my days are the same. A life of a life of a startup founder. Um, life of a startup founder. Yeah. I'm curious if you kind of like zoom out into the future. You take a bunch of days in a row, maybe combine 900 of them, you know, or 1500 of them looking out into the future. What does the big vision here look like? Or in other words, like what, what direction are you rowing in with OmniSearch and what could this company look like in like a decade if it all goes as planned? Right. So basically, um, you know, we, we, we define our purview very, very broadly. So anything that's search related falls into, you know, the, the realm of what we can actually attack as a problem. So basically what, what I would like us to do, you know, Google is is such a fluke as are like the, the, the other fang companies that you can't expect to build something comparable. It's not, it, it's not entirely realistic. I would, however, want us to be the, the greatest search company in the B2B or in the enterprise spaces. So like to, to be, you know, more, more successful than all of these other, other competitors that I had outlined. So, you know, definitely IPO, long lasting company um, and, you know, just making sure that we technically stay sharp, that we stay on top of all the, the major new um, technical tectonic shifts and to always keep our team strong, to always recruit the sharpest people and really make it into a generational company. I love that. Um, it's a, to build a long-term company, it, you know, easier said than done, but it starts with a founder having the, the, the drive to do it, but it also takes a village to make it happen. Right. Like, it, you know, it, it, you know, you need help to make a, a company grow and scale. So my question for you is how can the forward thinking founders community help? Are you hiring? Are you raising money? Are you looking for customers, you know, B2B companies to work with? Like, how can we assist here? Uh, okay. So this is basically, um, I would say I would say there's there's two main things. One is customer intros are always welcome. So basically, you know, as you can imagine, I, I think that that you know most of your viewers could probably you know fill fill in the blanks when it comes to the the main industries that we're interested in. So online education is a great one. Um, media is another great one. 
Um, then you've got e-commerce, you've got the home security industry, you've got, you know, um, ad, ad analysis, ad analytics, whatever you want to call that. Um, and also just many internal use cases for companies, say training materials internally and so forth. So any anybody who might have an intro for customers in any of these use cases, that's always more than welcome. And then apart from this, maybe I would say that the, the most pressing thing is hiring, mainly hiring on the business side. The engineering side, you know, both me and my co-founder being technical people, we've got that reasonably well covered. But then on the sales and sales marketing biz dev sides, definitely, you know, any kind of recommendation and kind of intro that anyone in the network might have would be super helpful. Cool. And then for my last question, if someone knows of someone that might be a good fit or someone listening to this might be a good fit themselves, um, how can they find you online? Do you have a website? Do you have a social media presence, an email address? Like how can someone learn more? Yep. yep. So basically I'm, I'm on both Twitter and LinkedIn. Um, I, uh, have an email address, Marin at omnisurge.ai. Um, omnisurge.ai is in fact our website. And so basically anybody who, you know, would like to get in touch is, you know, more than, more than free to, to use any of these. Cool. Well, thanks so much for coming out of the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This was, this was a real pleasure. I hope we, we get to meet live sometime again. Absolutely.